Graham, I don't hate Tom Brady. Do you hate Tom Brady? Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. I definitely hate Tom Brady. You got a big dream board with like it's just broken got Tom Brady's head on it and arrows in it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're such a huge Bills fan, when was the last time you were this excited about a Buffalo Bills signal caller? I would say never. Never felt this optimistic at all. The future of the franchise is locked in. Let's talk Bills. I'm Graham, and Eric is again with me as always. We finally have some training camp news to talk about, so uh, we are very excited to get into the swing of things. How you doing, man? Doing well, Graham. Doing real well. Sitting on the floor uh, of the basement of my childhood home. It is good to be back. Nice. I am also sitting on the floor. I guess you hit a side, baby. This is the only space available to me in my house right now. And you're kind of in the same situation, so yeah, yeah. It's tough to get some alone time, you know. From from uh, arriving here till now, it's just been a whirlwind adventure. I'm sure it's the same with you. Yeah, no, we don't have anything happening, but I still can't use tables or chairs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Different situation. Uh, but we finally have some Bills training camp news to talk about. We are through one day of Bills training camp, again, at St. John Fisher College. And uh, the big news, of course, is that we could not even get out of the gate without an injury to Ugh. one of the expected starters in the special ah! teams. Yeah. Uh, Naeem Hines goes down. Goes down hard with an off-the-field knee injury. Yeah, and you and I were talking about this. It's like, of of all the things that can happen to an NFL player uh, in the offseason and still have them protected by their contract and everything like that, uh, being on a jet ski is usually not one of them. Yeah, so Naheem Hines was stationary, I think I read, on his jet ski when another rider flew into him, causing a serious knee injury. It is very interesting that... You know, like whoever wrote this or released this, probably his agent released the news initially, wanted you to know he was just sitting there. He was not <laughs> riding around. Naeem Hines, minding his own worse. business, <laughs> just sitting as we all are on a stationary jet ski. And what do you know? Someone rams into his knee I... from the side. <laughs> It's a very strange. I think I'd rather him be going balls to the wall and doing something awesome uh, yeah, personally, well, but contractually, yeah. it's much better if he's just you know having tea and just gets slammed, and right. that's kind of what they made it seem like is that he was just doing what he always does, nothing outside of the bounds of an NFL contract, and got hit through no fault of his own. Now he's obviously he's on the jet ski, so he's probably in violation of some element of his contract unless he was on the jet ski to like save a girl who fell in the water or something. Maybe we can give right. him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he was just saving a girl's life. But if that's not the case, uh, he does not have to be paid. The bills could just say that's on you, man. You shouldn't have done that. And you're a valuable investment to us. We are not going to pay you $1 of that contract because you took a risk that you shouldn't have. Right. I think the only uh, thing that, Yeah, in terms of him being stationary and us hearing about him being stationary on the jet ski, the only thing that that's going to help him with is the court of public opinion, right? It is not going to make any difference to the Bills if they have a tough financial decision to make. I was joking before we started recording by saying the Bills should just cut him. 
His cap number is $2 million. They'd save that and roll that over heading into next season. And Bill Belichick, during the uh, times of the Patriots dynasty, certainly would be making a cold-hearted, calculated move like that. But on the other hand, you know, it's just a joke because you don't want to be the organization, as you said earlier, you don't want to be the organization known for cold, heartless moves like that. And I feel like as good as the Bills are and they've had some luck getting free agents to come to town and everything, it's tough enough to make people or convince people to come to Buffalo, New York. And you don't want to also pair that with a reputation for for being, uh, you know, a cold-hearted decision-making franchise. Fair enough, but you also don't want to be the organization that you know, tells people we can't afford to extend you. We can't afford to give you that contract. But by the way, we're just going to flush $2 million down the toilet because this guy did something that he wasn't supposed to be doing too. Like you want to incentivize your players to follow the rules. You don't want people to be like, well, Naeem Hines can ride jet skis and get hurt. So I might as well just go hang gliding and who cares, you know, like (laughs) it's a slippery slope to this. Hopefully that's not the message that sends, but yeah, you could have a point there. We're going to have a bunch of, we're going to have a hang gliding club in the Bills locker room soon enough if we let this roll by huh that's what i'm chiefly concerned about is the hang gliding yeah but uh i think they like naeem hines and i think i've read and heard that he was a valuable leader in the locker room even for the short amount of time he was there obviously naeem hines is responsible for maybe one of the most iconic plays of this era that kickoff return right i mean yeah he had two but that to return the opening kickoff at home against the Patriots the week after DeMar Hamlin goes down that was just like you could not even think to write that in a storybook how amazing that was and just what that felt like to experience and to watch that was unbelievable like that play I will never forget that play that to me is almost like Taron Johnson returning the pick against the Ravens in the playoffs like that to me stands Mm. out so even though he yeah. hasn't been here long, and I've never been a huge Naeem Hines fan. I am against him returning kicks in the first place. Kneel it out, baby. But <laughs> that play, I will not Ramalytics. forget. So, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he holds kind of a special spot in my Bills memory for that. I wonder if he'll play another game for the Bills. It's hard to see that happening, really. I think the Bills are probably going to do, I would imagine that the Bills do the nice thing and kind of let him recover under contract for them, put him on injured reserve and stuff like that. But isn't this the last year of his contract anyway? I don't see him um, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty being sure extended or something in 2024. Yeah. And it's a shame so. because I don't think as a running back he was going to be the most featured member of the team, but he probably was slotted in to be the number one punt and kick returner. So now there's a little bit of a battle there that we have to pay attention to. That's um, true. We were talking about, my dad and I, we were talking about who <clears throat> would be potentially replacing Naheem Hines. I can think of maybe Shakir, Deontay Hardy, but uh, who else really? Yeah, I mean, those are your two best options. I think having Hardy back there is not what you want because you want him to kind of be a featured member of the offense. So I don't think you want to risk him hurting himself on a punt return. Uh, kickoff returns, right. I think, are you know, not that important anymore. You really don't do them very often. And even that opening kick touchdown, I would, by the way, advocate for him to return that because that didn't go through the end zone. But most kickoffs go to the end zone, so you could just have Micah Hyde back there kneeling him out and just being all reliable. But for punts, I my vote is Shakir. We'll see how things shake out in the, uh, in the training camp battle here. But Hardy, I want him to be a part of the offense, I think. 
Yeah, that's true. As you said, Naheem Hines wasn't going to play much role probably on this offense. We didn't see it last year. I can't imagine that he was going to have a big role after they signed a bunch of running backs. But uh, running backs, Graham, that has been the topic of conversation around the league, hasn't it? Absolutely. All of the star running backs around the NFL are sounding off on the unfairness of teams choosing not to play their star players when they are running backs. So um, this is really the first time that the two of us have gotten into this conversation at all. But I think there are two sides of this argument. One side of this argument says if your running back is the featured member of your team or one of your best players, then when his contract is up, you need to pay him. I think the other side of this argument is running backs aren't that valuable anymore. And so we can get anyone to just come in here and play running back. We're going to use up our running backs rookie deals. We're going to draft him in the first round and get that fourth year. We're going to maybe then franchise tag him if we want to. And then we're going to send them on their way because their best years are behind them. Obviously, the running backs aren't in favor of that. So where do you land on either side of this fence? Oh, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, when I first got into football, there was no position more exciting to watch than running back. Uh, at that time, it was Ladanian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, and uh, Larry Johnson just coming off of a gigantic year with the Chiefs at the time. And these dudes all got paid, rightfully so, for the production of their past. But in the cases of even of these superstars like Sean Alexander had his big MVP season, got paid, and then never did anything worth mentioning ever again with his huge contract. And that was a huge mark or led to a huge market correction rather. And now we're seeing, you know, that I think teams are beginning to understand that the supply and the demand don't really match up in the case of uh, giving running backs huge amounts of money. And so I can totally see why running backs would be upset about this, but I don't think there's anything unduly unfair about this at all. What do you think? Oh, all right. I am with you, and we don't always agree. I figured you would be on the side of you know helping the running backs out a little bit, but I am, I'm with you, absolutely. I don't see this as any different than the guy that owns a Best Buy in like 2010, you know, or a, a blockbuster <laughs> video. Shack. Like all these places right. are just disappearing and it's not valuable anymore so sorry find a different position to play or be okay playing with less money but no one's forcing you to play running back do something else i guess and i think if enough players decide we don't want to play that position it's too risky it's too dangerous we're not going to get paid then you're going to eventually have the market go the other direction and you're going to have some guy go, wait a minute, I can be a star at this spot because no one's doing this anymore and then people will pay him and, and it's just how it goes, you know? So there's no reason to step in right. and do something here. Either teams are going to value this and pay you. And what would you do? Not That's value the this. other thing. What are you going to do? Are you going to like set up a separate, I think, you know, you mentioned Jim Ursay and the whole uh, rant he had about the CBA and how they negotiated it and everything. Are you going to negotiate an entirely new collective bargaining agreement just for running backs i've heard i think mike florio of pft talked about uh creating a salary cap just for running backs and i think that this is like ridiculous over management of the game of roster uh you know um roster management and stuff like that and i, I just don't see a way that you could make everybody happy by 
stenciling into the rule book, this is how it has to be in terms of paying running backs. So yeah. I just think where we're at right now in the league anyway, with it being so pass heavy, I think, as you said, it's probably going to readjust at some point anyway. I do think that there are teams that are starting to see this, yeah, spread the field smaller, quicker uh, passes, pass heavy offenses and things like that. I think we're right on the edge of one team just saying, screw it. Everybody's got a defense full of small, fast guys. Let's just load up the offensive line, get a giant running back. Oh, wait, that already exists in Tennessee. But I think it's going to happen not so far off in the future anyway. And we're going to see running backs becoming a focal point once more. Maybe. I mean, that could we'll be see. years down it's the road. It's not happening now. But this guy you're talking about, Derrick Henry in Tennessee, he was wildly effective for like three years. Last year, he wasn't even the best running back and on paid. his team. That was the other thing. Yeah. And, oh, and they just get disagree. used up. Derrick Henry? No, he was Derrick not. Derrick Henry, bad. not the best player on his. Not the best oh, running my back. God. No, yes. by by like every statistic, he was less effective running the ball and the offense was less productive than what's his face? But <laughs> the backup who came in when he was hurt. Yeah. The the Tennessee offense Darrington was worse. Evans? What's his name? Not him. Yeah, but uh, dude, in an in an off year for Derrick Henry, I was looking at this the other day. I was thinking like, oh, Derrick Henry sucked in 2022, right? Dude had fifteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. Like if that's an yes, off yes. season well, for a running okay, back, fifteen hundred yards. That. That's pretty impressive. But the touchdowns, I mean, they're not yeah. long touchdowns. They're putting him in at the goal line and he's blasting through. Don't care. Yeah, thirteen times. That that's fine with me. Doesn't matter if it's long or short. Um yeah, but I, I just think that where were we? <laughs> uh, our, thought. You're saying there will be a time when giant running backs will just become the thing again. And maybe Oh no, no. But, I was gonna say I was, I was just going to say Derrick Henry is paid because he is the focal point of the offense. So that's not to say that no running back gets paid. Maybe in recent years it hasn't happened, but that's also kind of because if you look at guys like Christian McCaffrey, who have been paid in the past, he's had trouble staying on the field. And I think teams are understandably wary to sign huge deals with running backs when it is such an attrition-heavy position. Yeah, and you know... I think like the point that you made initially about when we were kids, running backs were such a huge deal. If you look at kids now playing football in the yard, like we would play in the yard and I loved Travis Henry and, you know, Marshawn Lynch and Willis McGahee. Like those were the guys that you went to watch football for. My, my cousin has a little kid and he plays football in the yard with his friends and they play as three characters. Do you know who the three characters are? I may have told you this before. When they play uh, Josh football, Allen. Josh Allen is Steph one kid. Diggs. Steph Diggs. And the third kid? Don't know. It is not Devin Singletary. It's Sean McDermott. Third kid. Oh, stands yeah, on the side with his hands yeah. on his hips. So they're they're playing Diggs and Allen. You know, you, you're throwing uh, the ball to each yeah. other. You're not in the side yard handing the ball off. You're pretending you're the wide mm-hmm. receiver. And those guys are featured in the NFL now anyway. Those are the guys that are getting paid. Mm-hmm. They're scoring all the touchdowns. They're doing the cool dances. They're all over social media. The running backs are just not that anymore, and that's okay. It's okay for the league to change. Who knows? Maybe there will be a day in the far-off future where quarterbacks are just useless for some reason because the game has changed that much. But right now, running backs are that thing, and I say don't touch it. If teams don't want to pay their running backs, fine. If they do, 
fine. Yeah. Just let teams do with their money whatever they want to do and let the whole market handle itself. Agreed. Oh my God. I'm looking at Derrick Henry's high school statistics right now. Have we ever spoken about this? <laughs> no. Derrick Henry okay, must first be, of all picture Derrick Henry Derek, the same exact size and yeah, high school. I was gonna as say first now. of all, Derrick Henry is six three, two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh but in high school as a freshman running back on varsity, he ran for two thousand four hundred yards and twenty six touchdowns. You know what he did his senior year? Uh just a casual 4,000 rushing yards and 55 touchdowns. Oh, man. That's like, I mean, oh probably God. makes Kevin and Avery Collier stars from our high school just look like nothing. And and when we went oh to high school football God. games, it was just the same kid would snap it, catch it, run it, throw it, catch it himself, yeah. score every punt return <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Crazy. That's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. So the well, main thing we wanted to get into in this episode was – our third year, this is the third year of this podcast. We're, this we're really is the cooking third year. here. The third year yeah. of our rookie fantasy game that we play where we draft rookies and we keep their actual stats with the Buffalo Bills and throughout the NFL uh, to earn points. So uh, what we earn points for are does the player make the Bills 53-man roster? Does the player make any 53-man roster in the league? Get less points for that. Games played for the Bills, games started for the Bills. Did they make the practice squad? You get points for all this stuff. Also, we negotiated last season that if we have a player who gets selected to the Pro Bowl, that'll be a 300-point one-time bonus. All pro selections are 1,500 points, and all pro second-team selections are 1,000 points. Just for perspective, we are in our third season now, or starting our third season. The score currently is Graham. 2,797 points, Eric, 1,895 points. So I'm off to an early lead, but, you know, we got a long way to go here. We're playing out these players' careers. So we have to draft in the new Bills rookies into our rosters, um, and we played a little game to figure out who gets the first-round pick, did we not? We did. We did. So not only did you uh, or are you wiping the floor with me in terms of our overall stats right now but you also beat me in a nice little sporkle quiz that we did which was the 2010s leaders yeah we we had to write in the leaders in every major stat category from all of the 2010s from the buffalo bills it was pretty close i think it was like 75 to 68 or something like that so we only had three minutes and uh, i came out just slightly ahead sounds like mostly because you forgot about sammy watkins that probably would have gotten you a few points (laughs) Um, but in any case, I did come away with the first overall pick. So the eligible players are any player entering Bill's training camp this season who is a rookie in the NFL. And that could be a drafted rookie. It could be, uh, an undrafted rookie free agent that the bills signed yesterday, but anybody who's never played a snap in the NFL and played in college last year is eligible for this. That's right. And, um, how many players are we selecting? Ten total, five each. That's what we've done okay. in the past. No snake draft, right? Uh, is it? Let me look actually, because I do have the draft order. I can't last remember. Year. It is I a snake draft. It's ah, one nice, nice, one nice, for nice. me, and then you'll get two picks. Just really quickly, so that everybody knows who's on each roster, because it's only been two years. So, um, I have Greg Rousseau, Spencer Brown, Demar Hamlin, 
Marquez Stevenson, you'll remember a sixth round pick from Houston. Uh, Cyrus Tweetly was my fifth pick of the 2021 draft. Has, how are you winning? How has are you not played me? a snap yet? I got Greg Russo and Spencer Brown in that draft. So That's they've true. played pretty yeah. much every snap for the Bills for all of those two years. I also have Kair Elam, Matt Ariza, Terrell Bernard, Luke Tenuta, and Jalen Weidermeyer. Uh, your mm. team, Boogie Basham, was the first overall pick yeah. in the 2021 yeah. draft. Tommy Doyle, Rashad Wild Goose, Jack Anderson, Nick McLeod, James Cook, Khalil Shakir, That's how you're beating me. Christian okay. Benford, Balin Specter, and Kingsley Jonathan. So uh, you Ooh, got quite okay. a few points last year out of James Cook and Khalil Shakir. And I, did. I have been racking up the points with Spencer Brown and Greg Rousseau. So, um, and it's not even about stats, right? It's just, did they get on the field? Did they play games? Right. Did they start games? Um, so that's what our point system is based on. And, you know, I don't want to drag it out too much or make this first pick last any longer than it needs to. I'm absolutely going to take Bill's first round pick, Dalton Kincaid, with the first pick yeah. of the 2023 yeah. draft. I think he's going to be a featured part of the Bill's offense for years to come. And even if he busts, they're still going to give it everything they got to get him on the field and try to milk everything they can out of him. So um, I think that's, that's a safe bit of points every week for me. That's fair, dog. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid, if uh, if and when, I guess, Ken Dorsey can get two tight end sets involved in this offense, it is going to be very, very good for you isn't it yeah so that's a great first pick i would have done the same hey before i give my pick i have a suggestion okay for our stats for this game as you were reading through our rosters i noticed there are quite a few players who uh, are no longer in buffalo bills uniforms and i was thinking it would be a nice wrinkle to say that if one of these drafted players does not at least finish a rookie contract in a Buffalo Bills uniform. It should be negative points. Ooh. All right. Interesting. Except I think we would be only drafting like two players a season then, you know? Because I would just say, no thanks. I'm not even going to waste my time trying to pick my the, the last pick of this draft. Because I think... Yeah. But I mean... But you we, have I, to make one? We, we still do it because you got Damar Hamlin last year or the the first year, right? And he made the roster and he's, you know, still in Buffalo. Uh, and I got Kingsley Jonathan with my last one still in a Bills uniform. So it's not a complete crapshoot. But yes, we do. No, my last pick. Damar Hamlin was my third pick. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was your last pick. No, that was Cyrus year. Tweetly. <laughs> Cyrus oh, Tweetly has not played. read him out of played. order, didn't you? No, no. Okay, I went in order. Yeah. <laughs> Damar Hamlin oh, was my okay. third pick that year, but then it was Marquez Stevenson oh, and then Cyrus Tweetly. Like last year, I have Luke Tenuta and Jalen Weidermeyer. I wouldn't have picked either of those two guys if I knew that they could be negative points for me if they don't make it out of camp. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. I like having these guys. Like, So last year, I mean, you've got players who did not make it through Bill's camp. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. But have gotten you Rashad points. Wild Jack Bruce. Anderson, Nick McLeod. Um, these guys are not on the Bills roster. Nick McLeod got you 145 points last year because he was playing for the Bengals, uh, I think, and then Giants, maybe the Giants. Right? Oh, <clears throat> um, Jack Anderson with the Eagles and then Giants, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, Wild Goose, I forget where he went, but he played. A he was few in games Philly for a little year. bit as well, I think. Uh, yeah. ja- he's okay. with the Jets. That's fair. We'll just leave it as Wild is then. Goose. Ooh. 
the Goose. That's right. The Goose played for the Jets last year. He played in five games last year for the Jets. All right. Fair enough. So I got two picks. I'm going to go with, um, you know, it doesn't really matter who gets picked first, but just because I do think that this guy is going to be successful for the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a missile on their defense. I'm going to go with Dorian Williams for my first Ooh, pick. Ooh, thank third round goodness. Linebacker. Get him off the board. I don't need I know him. you hate him. I know you hate him. But, it's going to be hard uh, for me if he turns out to be future. good for me to be like. Yeah, yeah. You've built up so much like <laughs> animosity towards so him already. My identity is tied to guy. hating Dorian Williams. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that's how I feel about Kyrie Elam to some extent. So <laughs> I hear you. I feel you. Um and my second pick is going to be Osiris Torrance. Nice. Huge, huge building block on the offensive line. Yeah, I think he's going to be. You got to pick Saibo. That's an I Solid and stable. For a moment, thought, all right, maybe you shouldn't just automatically pick Dalton Kincaid and considered Osiris Torrance. But, um, you know, I think Kincaid is the right pick here. Um, mm. All right. Back to me for two picks. So you got mm-hmm. our second and third round draft picks from last year. You know, at this point, it's a little bit of a crapshoot with will these players make the roster, but uh, the one Bills draft pick who I do think is going to make the roster is Justin Shorter, so I'm going to have to add Uh, him to my roster. He is the fifth-round pick out of Florida. I think he gets in this year, but he probably won't have a ton of playing time. And then after this, it's the seventh-round picks that I had a huge problem with, if I remember correctly, from the draft. Um, I don't think I want this guard. So give me Alex Austin, the cornerback. My hope is that he sneaks onto this roster. Now that the Bills maybe won't be keeping as many running backs, maybe there will be more opportunity to keep an extra defensive back. I was reading that, um, you know, it's a whole separate story, but I'm sure most people in the NFL will be shocked if, if, um, oh man, I forgot his name, DeMar Hamlin got cut mm. but he he could get cut right so the bills yeah. don't have to just keep him because he's a great story um but one of the articles i was reading was saying you know maybe the bills will keep five safeties or something and give him some time to catch up because he is valuable but he might not be ready to go yet well with the injury to naeem hines maybe you do have room to keep an extra defensive back because your plans have changed as far as how many running backs you're going to keep so my only hope here is that maybe alex austin shows up huge in training camp and sneaks onto the roster somehow because a spot's been opened up. Hmm. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Well, you said that you were choosing between the two seventh-round picks. I'm actually going to go undrafted before I hit the rest oh. of the draft class. I'm going to go DJ Dale out of Alabama. Nice. Yeah, I do like Alabama defensive linemen. The Bills... Uh, at one point this offseason did not have a single player signed uh, into next season on their entire defensive line, I believe, or no, defensive tackle position. That has since changed, but I still think that having DJ Dale on the roster and maybe developing him into a starter down the line is something that the Bills might be interested in. So uh, he is going to be my selection. And then it's really just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly why I think that you are uh, uh, hesitant to assign negative points for guys who don't finish their contracts. In fairness, since the Bills have been good, this is harder and harder because there's not even room for the Bills to be signing all their draft picks, much less undrafted guys that show up in camp. 
But you never know. These guys could show well in Bill's camp and get the classic Brandon Bean trade treatment, or they could get cut and picked up by a team because some teams you know, have a weaker roster, and if they see a guy that performed well at Bill's camp, maybe he's more valuable on another team. Think of Nick McLeod for this. Um, so, you know, these guys don't have to play for the Bills to get you points. They just have to play. Sure. I'm going to go with Nick Broker then. I'm going to trust McBean and think that they saw something great in Broker to uh, draft him in the seventh round. And as you said, if he doesn't end up in a Bills uniform, maybe he will be a spot starter, eventual starter down the line for some other team. So Nick Broker, you're my guy. Yeah, and I'm left with pretty much nothing here. Um, so I will take a swing at the running back. Um, initially, maybe the only running back I thought might get cut before the injury to Naeem Hines. They brought in mm. undrafted rookie Jordan Mims out of Fresno State. Old man Mims. Yeah, yeah. he is an older rookie. He is 24. Um, but he is a rookie nonetheless, and who knows? Maybe if the Alex Austin thing doesn't work out, maybe they keep him instead. So uh, give me old Mimsy. And for my final pick, boy, who are we left with here? You know what I'm going to do for my final pick? I'm going to look at my lineup of all my rookies, and I'm going to see what position I need, and I'm just going to grab a guy at that position. Huh. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, okay, I need defensive linemen, but you picked the only one. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, there's slim pickings on defense here. All right, then uh, there is another wide receiver maybe that I'll go. Oh, uh, all right, give me this tackle. Richard Goriage. Damn Goriage. it. Damn it. Goriage. <laughs> What is his I name? wanted to pick him just because I think his last name is Go Rage. <laughs> Richard Go Rage. Uh, Richard, I'll tell you the story of old Richard Go Rage. Richard played no, for Florida. He's also a very old man. Uh, a lot of these <laughs> rookies are old because of that COVID thing, right? Right, uh, right. So, yep, he is 6'5", 306 pounds, played for the Florida Gators last season. His birthday is October 15th. 1998. That's all I can tell you about Richard Go Rage. Um, but, you know, he might be very talented, and so I'm happy to have him on my team. I also, like, at this point, look a lot at the colleges that they play for, because I feel like, you know, if you're starting for the University of Florida, you got to be a pretty talented football that's player, right? a good right? point. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, damn it. He was my guy. I wanted him. Well, ha, he's mine. Mine now. No. All right. Well, I'm looking through the rest of these scrubs then, and uh, I guess I'll just have to go with Jalen Wayne. Nice. Jalen Wayne played for South Alabama, also an older rookie. Isn't he almost 25 as well? Uh, let's see or, here. At least he's he's 24 yep, years he's 24. old. 24. Uh, he played forever at South Alabama uh, because of the COVID year and had a little bit of production there, I see. So I don't know. I'll pick him. For the best. Good stuff. So you end up with a linebacker and Dorian Williams, a guard and Osiris Torrance, an interior defensive lineman and DJ Dale, an offensive lineman and Nick Broker, and a wide receiver and Jalen Wayne. That's nice. You're really rounding out your roster. I'm impressed with your yep, yep. Uh, versatility here. I ended up with Dalton Kincaid, the first tight end picked in any of these drafts. Justin Shorter, wide receiver, cornerback Alex Austin. Running back Jordan Mims and tackle Richard Goriage. 
Go Rage. Well, Graham, don't forget your own tight end. You said uh, Kincaid was the first one, but you got Jalen Weidermeyer. Oh, my goodness. That's true. I didn't write him <laughs> into my... Uh, oh, I did. I've just got the lineups. Woof. Crazy change. Yeah, we, Sorry, Jalen. You've been officially overlooked. I don't even know if Jalen Weidermeyer played last year, so... I think I'm officially going to move the, uh, Dalton Kincaid into the starting tight end position and move Jalen Weidermeyer to yeah, that's back fair. up. That's fair. I think he was on the Colts at some point, Jalen Weidermeyer. I think he ended up getting picked up by the Patriots after the Bills cut him, but then I don't know what happened after mm. that. Yeah. Quick dump after that. All right. So I feel really good about my rookie class. I feel almost as good as I always do after drafting my fantasy football teams each year, only to watch them slowly crumble due to injuries and other things. Yeah. I don't know if you had to guess which of the players picked in the last three seasons here has the best chance at hitting one of our bonuses, Pro Bowl, All Pro. Oh, yeah. I would make the argument maybe that it's Greg Rousseau. Yeah. Yep, super young. He did have somewhat of a breakout season. I still see a lot of uh, articles questioning his long-term success or like his long-term potential and stuff. It's kind of weird because I thought he played pretty well after a sort of up-and-down rookie season. But uh, yeah, I'd say Greg Rousseau for now probably shows the most potential in regards to potential all pro second team all pro season. And I think I have to look at your uh, roster here and give it some props because you've got a couple guys that stand out to me. James Cook, a great second overall pick in last year's draft. He's going to really produce for you this year, I think. And Christian Benford. Cuz I was just reading an article about yeah. day 1 of training camp, you know who was starting? Right. At cornerback number 2 across from Trey White. Benford. A little bit of Benford. A little bit of Dane Jackson. A little bit of Jackson. No Kyrie yeah. Elam at the starting know, corner man. two spot. That's really Very concerning. That worries me. Yeah. And uh, he was my first pick last year. I just thought first-round draft pick. He's got a good shot at playing a lot for me. But, you know, so far, not looking like he's going to be a long-term piece of the Bills. But who knows? He's still young. It's only his second year. There's time. You know what? sucks about the uh, red flag player or players that we would not take a risk on in terms of our pre-draft coverage is, and you'll find this with Dorian Williams, because I don't remember who your player was the first year, but these red flag players, you build up such animosity towards them to the point where like you like to see them do well. Like I, I love to see Gregory Russo do well in a Bills uniform, but at the same time, if they struggle... You kind of feel nice too. <laughs> You're like, yes, vindicated <laughs> or justified. And I sort of feel that way with Kyrie Lum. I do feel animosity towards him for some weird reason, probably just because I picked him as my red flag player. And uh, his rocky start to his career brings me some sort of sick joy. <sighs> what a times. shame. Well, that's how I'm going to feel about Dorian Williams, I think, this season. Every missed tackle. Every time he doesn't start all through training camp, when I see that it's, you know, Tyrell Dodson or uh, Terrell Bernard out there and not him, I'm going to feel good about that. Although I do wish the best for the Bills. If he's the best man for the job, let him play. (laughs) However, I don't believe he is. And if that turns out to be the case, then I'm going to feel really smart. Really smart. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So 
it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that's why we love this game, don't we? Yeah, it's a long, it's a long game for sure. Remember the reason we first thought of this is because we used to do this with Sabers prospects. I have a yeah. I was going to text you about that. I have a spreadsheet <laughs> on that that is just so deep because hockey prospects are just there's so many of them and it takes them so long to get into the league. Uh, we got into that because the two of us went to the Sabres prospect camp and watched all those rookies play, and then we just picked some guys. But um, yeah, we made the dr- we did the draft in Cran, I believe. That's as right well, didn't we? at the seven one six, the the bar right there at Harbor yeah, Center. Yeah. So um, if you want to get that going again, we can have a, a Sabres prospect draft, and I'm all for it. But I'll send you the spreadsheet because it's much more intense than this. It's very long, oh, multiple tabs, it. many pages. Yeah, there's a lot to that one. So this is fun. I love this. I love watching my players to see how they do. And I hope that it doesn't turn into mostly rooting against Bill's players. But it seems like in a couple of cases, it maybe has. (laughs) The potential is there. The potential is there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so, because training camp just got started. But our (gasps) next episode will have to be our breakdown of who we think is going to make the final 53-man roster. Because uh, we got to make those picks before training camp is well underway. Otherwise, we're going to have too much information to work with. So uh, look for our next episode to be our prediction for which 53 players will make the Bills opening roster out of training camp. Uh, Graham, I'm sorry. I do have one bit of breaking news. Breaking, not so breaking news. We did mention this in a previous podcast, a previous episode, that the Leipzig Kings... We're oh, on no. the ropes in terms of their operational funding. Have they been sold to it Rochester, New York? The, it ended up being the case that uh, the Leipzig Kings had to announce their withdrawal from the 2023 season. They just quit the league and in they're the middle? No longer, oh, my They are no gosh. longer part of the European League of Football. Wow. What do yeah, we do? Yeah, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. pick a new team? Do we stop following it entirely? I think I need a few days to really let this sink in and kind of get over the pain. But yeah, it's going to be weird not rooting for AJ Wentland, the ELF tackle leader or the top 10 rusher, Steve McShane and many more. So it's going to be tough not to see these guys suit up every Saturday or Sunday and uh, do their thing. But uh, I guess the ELF just never wanted Leipzig to be successful. It's so. definitely something to hold we'll against to, the league. There's, I'll have to even through no fault of I'll your have own. to reconsider. I'll have to reconsider my position as a prominent ELF fan and advocate. You know, because this is just unacceptable. Yeah, it's not fair to do to the to the fans of Leipzig, to the residents of Leipzig, to to the to the the worker at the stadium, the guy who let the fans in, the guy who poured right. the coffee and the beer. Exactly, that guy is now out of a job. Exactly. You know, here I am working hard all week to scrunch up some pennies so that I can take my blue collar butt over to this game and enjoy some American football in Germany. And they want to tell me this isn't possible anymore. Are you kidding me, guy? Was was seven or eight fans a week not enough to sustain? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. You know what? I thought this whole time you were with me and now I'm with you. I think that that Concession stand employee should should have been fine working on the salary of just the money made by ten to twelve fans a week. Your ass is grass, and I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, 
You better be there's careful. No, next there must be a, a revenue sharing system in the league because the rest of the teams had to be like, we're sick of this. This is not going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they got sick of dragging the uh, financial corpse of the Leipzig Kings. Listen, along we know we're making a big cut. show. Like you might move to a big stadium. We've seen the numbers. <laughs> we know you're not producing. Yeah. yeah. Don't what a shame. They're going to fill a 50,000 person stadium. Well, it is a shame. I think it's, it's a real shame. It's a damn fair, shame. I mean, you've got two choices. You can either choose to root for the team that is geographically closest to Leipzig, or you can just move to a city that has an ELF team. Those are your options. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably the bigger, the, the best option at this point. We're already looking at apartments, maybe in Prague. Maybe in uh, definitely not Hamburg because that place is taken. Obviously, you can't you move know. to Hamburg because they are taken. That's my team. Um, well, I mean, if I move there, I could take it. It would become my team, but um, oh, I don't think yeah. so. Actually, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll take over the Sea Devils, and you know, you wouldn't you can dare. Find some other move to Turkey. Isn't there some Paris Turkish team? I hear Turkey's uh, there beautiful is. this time. They of are year. the Feyavar and Thronos. There you go. And if I'm going based off of David, then uh, yeah, I do want the people who are basically the conduit to the throne. I, I want to be rooting for them, but got to brush up on my Turkish first. Okay. Don't we all? Well, that's it for ELF news, I would say. And maybe, maybe forever. <laughs> <laughs> that could close the book. <laughs> what's even the point anymore really uh, <laughs> yeah unless we both start uh rooting uh, for the hamburg sea devils that might be uh is there yeah, like a the, pop warning the league blow. we can follow somewhere that'll be yeah more uh, fun how are I the ogden know. bears this season they're never gonna take down <laughs> the channel lines who am i kidding uh, <laughs> Yeah, they had their chance 20 years ago. When they were starting a kid at center and cornerback. First first team to ever roster one player as a center uh, and corner, and it was me. Just a logical swing yeah. player position. I just had right? all those skill sets. Yeah. It's rare, but when yep. you got the tools, all the you don't moves. apologize for them. You just do your jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, as always, to our listeners for your loyalty, your love. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be coming back at you in a couple of weeks with some more weeks. camp news, won't we, No Brad? way. We got to come back next week. Otherwise, training next training week. camp is over, and we're picking the 53. We can't have that. We got we to gotta get out in front of Ooh, this. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. So thanks, everyone. We love you. Go, Go Bills. Bills.